To say it's been an interesting two weeks for the Sonic fandom would be an understatement because of the fact that a week ago, uh, this past Tuesday, going to be two weeks this upcoming Tuesday, but a, a week ago this past Tuesday, N-Circle released the complete series of Sonic Satay Am. Unfortunately, what many fans felt was going to be a problem once the announcement was made several months ago ended up being such a problem. Due to the fact that unlike the original 2007 Shout Factory release, which included the fans' involvement from, you know, the artwork to the bonus features to being acknowledged for making this, you know, making that release, I should say, happen, instead, N-Circle decides that instead of doing a proper release and maybe going with four to maybe five, six discs, if you will, or even three at the most, they decided to cram all 26 episodes onto two discs. And that obviously did not help. And most of all, they didn't even use a dual layer DVD, which probably would have helped in the bit rate department, if you will, and picture quality. Instead, it was single layer, MPEG-2, and apparently the presentation was crap. And if, and if that's not enough to convince you they didn't put a lot of effort into this, how about the fact that even the artwork they used for the slipcover and the actual DVD case itself is recycled from the previous uh, releases of the show? Now, with all that said, you know, could it be, you know, could it be stated that the Sonic fandom was not happy? Absolutely. Every fan that felt and feared, you know, that this might happen, hoping that maybe, maybe it may not, hoping that maybe N-Circle would be like, yeah, let's, let's put this on a dual-layer disc. You know, if we're going to do two discs, let's put them on two dual-layer discs, you know, but instead of the single layer, which they did. You know, could it be stated that they were upset? Absolutely. Fans from, you know, Sean McLean, Zero Nizarak of the Multimedia Chronicles to Richard Anthony, who is not Richard Kunta. I do, you know, apologize for that mistake. You know, if you listen to the other videos and audio videos that I did recording and on camera and I mentioned Rich and I mentioned maybe who, who I think it is, I do apologize. Obviously, they're not one and the same. And if they are, let me know in the comments. Anyway... Even Richard was upset. Uh, 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 basically, Jacob Berkeley was upset. The you know the Satyam historian. He wasn't happy. You know, a lot of people were pissed. A lot of people were pissed. And why? Because basically, End Circle, when they announced they were doing this, said that the release date would be a day after the actual 30th anniversary of this iconic show. Yeah, that's right, a day after. And, as noted by Sean McLean and others have pointed this out as well, Sonic Satyam helped inspire the later portions of the ever-popular Genesis, you know, Genesis record-holding Archie Sonic book, you know, from basically, I would say, you know, issue 25, you know, onward. It inspired it in a big big way and you could see it you could see it and yet here you have N-Circle coming out and crapping the bed on the entire fan base 
crapping the bed on giving us a decent presentation. I mean, when they say, I mean, here's what's interesting. You know, when they released Sonic Underground, they did four discs. They did four discs because, one, they knew it was 40 episodes, but they still kind of screwed up there, too. Because with four discs, what did they do? They put 10 episodes on four discs. 10 episodes. That's all 40 episodes on four discs. Now, you may not, now you may say, oh, well, that's not too bad. That's three episodes less than 13. That's true. You know, that's true. But, but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. They may have done that, but still, you know, obviously the bit rate and the picture quality is not up to snuff. Like, basically, in a way, it looks okay, probably better than the Satyam set, but it's not up to snuff. Like, you could have done better. Shout Factory did better with the release. That's right, Shout Factory did better with the release. Deek Entertainment, now Wildbrain, did better with the individual Sonic releases. They did. They did. You know, with the, under the Animation Station label. You know, they did. And everybody knows it. But, apparently, Encircle, you know, they put, his thing, they put effort into all the individual Satyam volumes that they put out. Even if the episodes were out of chronological order, they put a lot of effort into these, you know, into these sets. And yet, for some odd reason, even though those episodes were like four or five, four or five episodes a disc, which was okay for DVD, you know, you would think they'd do the same for the complete series. But they didn't. You'd think they would look, they would do the research and look at the history of a previous complete series release for the series and be like, oh, okay, let's copy that. They didn't. They decided, ah, they're not going to care. If it's got Sonic on the name, it'll sell. And what do they do? They just lazily slap it all together. You know, they just lazily slap it all together. And again, like I said, this got a lot of fans angry. Because, you know, even though some would say they seem to put more effort in Underground, again, that's kind of, that's kind of not true. Because if they did put effort into Underground, Underground would have had more than just four discs. They would have had maybe six discs or even eight at most. And possibly two separate volumes. That would have been better. That would have been better. As a matter of fact, Encircle has done that before. Encircle, originally, when they re-released Sonic Underground as a complete set, they did it in volumes. In fact, I have one of the volumes with me right now. And that's volume one. And it's by Encircle. So they know what to do. They know what to do. They could have done the same with Sonic Satyam. They could have said, okay, here's Sonic Satyam season one. You know, here's all the episodes, two different discs. You know, six on each, seven on each, done. Not a problem. And then, maybe months later, they could have released season two of the volume two. Not a problem. Oh, even simultaneously. Here's volume one, season one. Here's volume two, season two. Not a problem. Not a problem, if you will, if you're releasing them on individual set, on individual disc, two each. You know, where you have six episodes here, seven episodes there. Not a problem. And fans would be more accepted of that because at least you're showing you do give a damn. You know, you do give a damn, but apparently 
Here, they didn't. Again, they just said, hey, Sonic, it's got Sonic's name on it. Let's slap, let's just uh, put it, slap it all together and send it out. That's it. That's it. That's all they did. Same with Underground. Underground basically got that similar treatment. The only thing that saved it in people's eyes is it's only, you know, 10 episodes on each disc. And it's four discs. But it's still, you know, just enough to lower the bit rate and the picture quality to where, yeah, it's viewable, but not at the standard fans would expect. You know, I mean, you look at the Shout Factory releases, you know, of all, the pre of all these shows previously... And there's effort put into those shows. The people at Shout Factory knew what the heck they were doing. They did. In fact, the people that did a previous complete series release of Adventures before Discotech did the Blu-ray, I think it was MVD, they put effort into the release of Adventures. So it's like, what's the issue? What's the deal here, right? So what I decided to do is I went and rewatched Zara Nizarak's video. And I rewatched it and I paused at the I paused at the section where he was showing the emails between Richard Anthony and Chris Johnson. So what I decided to do is take inspiration from that and I went online and I looked around and I got every single email that I could get a hold of from Mill Creek to Alliance from Mill Creek Entertainment to Alliance Entertainment, both who own Encircle, or I'm assuming Alliance owns both Mill Creek and Encircle. You know, I got the emails from Alliance. I got the emails from Mill Creek. I got the emails from Encircle. I got the emails from Wild Brain that I felt were necessary to contact them, send them my video where I said, hey, Chris Johnson, SD can be put on Blu-ray. I sent them the video of Zara Nizarak saying what he did. And I think I sent them another video. Yeah, I sent them the video I did on camera. I said, hey, Chris Johnson, you can do SD on BD. I sent them Zara Nizarak's Z-Rant video on it, and I sent them the video I did, you know, the week before, where I said you can put 90s and 80s shows on Blu-ray. You know, I sent them those videos, and a message of, hey, basically saying at the end, hey, please do better, and I even put it under the, ha under the, the hashtag, discotech for Satayam, discotech for Sonic the Hitchhawk, Discotech for Sonic Satayam, Discotech for Sonic Underground. That's what I did. That's what I did. And you know what? You know what? Hopefully, hopefully I will get a response soon. Hopefully. I mean, what's crazy is I got automatic replies because the offices are closed on the weekend. Okay, that's fine. But you cannot tell me then I, someone's not going to see that, you know, and respond. And you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? Wild Brain, I think it's Wild Brain, you know, and Encircle, one of them, 
One of the automatic replies said, hey, thank you for letting us, thank you for emailing us, but it might take a while because we have an increasing volume of emails from consumers or something like that, you know, coming in that we have to answer. You know, and you know what's crazy if that is wild brain? I'm not surprised that they have an overwhelming, you know, volume of emails coming in from consumers. Because I guarantee you, I don't even have to speculate, I could guarantee you most of those emails are, compl are complaints about Encircle and what the hell they're doing with their products. I guarantee you that's what it is. And hopefully what Encircle does, well not Encircle but Wildbrain I should say, hopefully what Wildbrain does is they take Encircle aside and say, hey dudes, dudettes. We don't know what your philosophy is, but if you're going to treat our, you know, licenses like this to the point that fans are complaining of how you're distributing them, maybe you don't deserve the license. Maybe you shouldn't be distributing our products. Maybe we should take our business elsewhere. You know, and hopefully by saying something like that to End Circle and Mill Creek and Alliance, Hopefully they'll wake up and be like, oh, no, 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 you don't have to do that. In fact, in fact, we've, we've decided to make the announcement right now that we're going to put a lot of these shows on Blu-ray and we're going to make them look real good. I bet you, I bet you anything, anything that if Wild Brain meets up with Encircle, Alliance, and Mill Creek and says, hey, you know, you need to basically knock this crap off. And start treating our licenses that we're giving to you to distribute with respect and the consumers with respect or else we're going to take it away from you. You know, and again, I would not be surprised if that changes their tone and be like, okay, okay, fine. Uh, we'll, we'll fix this. We'll, we'll put them on Blu-ray. We'll see what happens. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. If, because here's the thing. If Mill Creek... And Encircle are subsidiaries of Alliance Entertainment. And Encircle is a subsidiary of Mill Creek, um, if you will, by extension. Look, look at Mill Creek's, look at Mill Creek's, um, okay, look at Mill Creek's, you know, website. They have some shows from the 70s and the 80s. And even the 60s, live action, even animated, that are putting on Blu-ray. You know I mean, anybody hear the Rockford Files? Huh? You know, come on, seriously. If they could put the Rockford Files on there, film print, original film prints, you know, uh, obtained or not, you know, or VHS Masters obtained or not, then what's holding them back from doing Sonic Satam? I don't understand. I don't understand. You know, is it that hard to go to Wild Brain and say, hey, can we have the original masters? You know, is it that hard? No, it's not. Is it that hard to go to Shout Factory if they have the masters still on, on file and say, hey, Shout Factory, can we, uh, can we uh, license out your files for the show so we could put out a proper set? No, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. 
You see, what they need to understand, what they need to realize is we, as I've said before, and I'll say it again, we are in a time frame where everything that we thought at one time was not possible is possible. I mean, even Sarah Nizarak at one point didn't think SD on BD would be possible until he saw for himself, you know, it actually happening. And he saw for himself by owning some of them that, oh, picture quality could look a lot better. It doesn't have to be remastered or restructured, you know, frame by frame. But, hey, the technology in this optical disc, which is higher, better, and more powerful than a regular DVD, actually makes the picture look close to what it originally looked like when it first came out. The point, the point is, long story short, the point is, you know, it is possible to do this. I even said in a video recently, I did yesterday, I said, SD on 4K is even possible, and they know it. They know it. I mean, <laughs> you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy, ladies and gentlemen? I go to Mill Creek's website, I think it's Mill Creek's, and they have three, you know, three videos ready for 4K release. Three. Three classic things ready for 4K release. They have three ready for 4K release. Now, they might be more recent. I'll give them that. But still, but still, they have 4K release. And, and again, it's just, it just blows my mind. It just blows my mind that, you know, it, you know that we're in this time frame where this can be done, either on Blu-ray or 4K, and you have people like Chris Johnson coming out and saying nobody would care. Uh, Chris, Chris Johnson, and anybody else that has that mentality, you know, that's listening here on my podcast, listening on YouTube, let, let me let me ask you this. Let me let me ask you this. Have you seen Discotech's success? Huh? If Discotech wasn't successful at doing that, doing the SD on BD, do you think they'd keep doing it? Of course they wouldn't. Do you think, you know, do you think, you know, after the first couple of failures, you know, that they would continue doing it? No. They'd be like, oh, that's, that's a losing cause. Let's stop doing it. No. It is a successful cause. So for anybody that's believing that, that, oh, nobody would care about SD on BD or even SD on 4K, you got another thing coming. Because technology is in, it, technology nowadays, you know, is at that point where Blu-ray and 4K are the dominant formats. Yes, DVD is around. And the reason it's around is because a lot of, you know, players out there, a lot of 4K, you know, ultra Blu-ray players are backwards compatible with Blu-ray and DVD. And yes, as I've mentioned before, as I've mentioned before, the technology has gotten to a point that when you put a DVD into your 4K Blu-ray player and it's connected to a 4K television, that yes, 
The image will be broadcast. It will be seen. It will be transferred, codiced, if you will, into 4K. That's right. Even, I mean, I have a smart 4K TV, and it could easily say, oh, no, this is 720 or 480p. No. It tells me, and I look at the display, it tells me it is at, that I am watching a DVD that was formatted in 720p, you know, or 480p or whatever. It will show me that it is being showcased in, you know, in, it, it'll show me that it is being showcased in 2160p. That's what it will show me. It'll show me that it's being showcased in 3420 by 2160p. You know, UHD, 4K quality. Because the technology nowadays is there to where, you know, to where basically the connections, you know, the HDMI and all that will send a signal and the signal will transfer from its original source material to showcase what you're watching that's originally a lower uh, format and resolution, it will transfer it to a higher resolution. And guess what? And guess what, Chris, and anybody else that has this belief? When I put my original Shout Factory Sonic Satam DVD in there, one of the discs, and I look at that image, originally when I watched it on a blue, on my Funya, Funya, uh, F uh, Funya, Funya Blu-ray player on the JVC HD TV we have. When we first cut all that, guess what? Guess what? It looked great. The Blu-ray player, new as it was, still works great and everything, made the image look great. And, in addition to helping it make it look great, the TV that was also meant for 1080p, Blu-ray, you know, like quality pictures and all that, it too made the picture look great. I even have images on my DeviantArt out there saying that, saying that same thing. And guess what? The same could be said for 4K. Because, when I, like I said, when I put that S, when I put... You know, that, you know, that disc, one of those discs in there, and I played it, it looked tremendous. It looked great. And then with the added addition of being able to set the picture quality that you want, from standard to na natural to movie to HDR, high dynamic, which is the required, you know, which is the required picture quality for 4K. It looked tremendous, especially in HDR. So do not tell me, do not tell anybody else that SD on BD or SD on 4K is not marketable. That nobody would buy it. Of course they would. Of course they would. Knowing that if they have a television or a monitor that allows them, you know, picture quality wise to choose HDR as an option, high dynamic range, that they would get the most out of that image. The, the, the thing is, the thing is, which, and, and this gets me really pissed off. This is what really gets me pissed off, okay? 
Chris Johnson, Chris Johnson and others like him obviously don't know that fan bases, even from 30, 40 years ago, are still strong, if not stronger than they were then. You know, they obviously do not realize that fan bases today have grown, you know, from back then, I should say, have grown substantially even more so. And have added in the additions of a newer generation that came after them. I mean, here's the thing. If people like me were not fans, would I have a poster? Would I have a poster? Sized image of the Shout Factory cover for the original 2007 Shout Factory release of Sonic ZDM? No, I wouldn't, but I have it. I have it. Would I have spent, would I have spent $250, you know, of my own, my own hard-earned money, in a year where I was trying to save to come back from Can come back to California from Kansas, where I've spent that on eBay, prayed to the Lord above to make this happen, you know, and kept an eye on eBay to success to finally end up successfully winning at the last moment an official Sega Sally plush from the Sonic and Sydney show. If I wasn't a fan, of course I wouldn't. But I did. Would I have two posters or framed poster versions of the reboot covers of 252 or 253 to 257? Huh? Would I have 284 to 287, if you will, for the finale of that, re of that reboot? Basically, that story arc for the reboot? You know, collage-wise and all that? Would I have that? No! No, I would not have that. I would not have that, Chris. I would not have that for anybody else that believes the same thing. Would I have spent money back when I was in Kansas, took my time when I was out in Kansas to create my own, my own DVDs of Sonic ZDM thanks to somebody, you know, who I'm always thankful to, Rafaela XD, for you know, sending me after I purchased them all of her v all her VCDs that she had, or at least copies of the VCD that she had of Sonic ZDM that she was selling. Do you think if I wasn't a fan or anybody else wasn't a fan at my age, you know, at that time, even today, do you think we wouldn't have spent money to do that? No, we wouldn't have, but we did because we were fans. Do you think? Do you think someone like me would go online to a Canadian store, a Canadian entertainment store, and get not one, not two, but all three Deke Toontime video releases of Sonic ZDM on VHS? No, I wouldn't have, but I did. Do you think I would have stood? Do you think I would have stayed after work on that Tuesday that the Shout Factory release of Sonic ZDM came out? Do you think I would have stayed after work at Walmart in Lawrence, Kansas for the midnight release east of that of that show? You know, just to, just to not spend money that I've earned working to get it? Of course I wouldn't have, but I did. I did do that. The point is, Chris, the point is anybody else that feels the same way. The fan base of Sonic Satam, the fan base of any show back then, even 
in recent years is stronger than you can ever imagine. It's bigger than you can ever imagine. People love freaking SWAT cats and they want that back. And even the people behind SWAT cats know it. And they, they themselves are doing what they can to bring it back. People behind biker mice from Mars, they hurt the fans. Oh, the, they want biker mice, from my, my, biker mice from Mars back. Let's bring it back to them. And they did, and fans still want it back. And there are plans to bring it back again. I mean, even Wild West Cowboys of Moo Mesa. Fans loved that show. And they want to see it come back. And there's always these little Easter eggs, like in the 2003 animated series. There were Easter eggs. There were cameo appearances. Fans want that show back. You see what I'm getting at, folks? You see what I'm getting at? You know, the fan bases for all these shows I mentioned, but more specifically Sonic Set AM, is there. The fan base is there. The fan base exists and it is stronger, bigger than it's ever been. And for Chris, for people like Chris Johnson to come out and say, no one's going to care, you know, if we put this at a higher quality, or nobody's going to care if we decide to put it on Blu-ray. Nobody's going to buy it. For him to say that, for him to have the testicular fortitude, the balls, to say that, obviously he and others like him have not seen Discotech's line of successful SD on BDs. Because anytime they make an announcement during the media day little events, guess what? Anytime they say a show that fans love, fans grew up in the 80s with, in the 90s with, the early 2000s with, even the 70s, that's animated. When they say, oh, that show's going to, oh, that show, we'll bring it to uh, Blu-ray. We're going to bring it to Blu-ray. We're going to add all this and all that. And it's going to look a lot better than the previous releases. <laughs> when they come out and say that, they say that because they know that they are going to be selling these like hotcakes to the adult fans. The adult fans. I mean, they're nice. Look at his background. Okay, look at all those DVDs and Blu-rays he has. And some 4Ks. Some of those Blu-rays that he has are SD on BDs. Do you think he would have spent money if he didn't think it was worth it? No, he wouldn't have, but he did. Do you think Frank Hill, it's Frank, would have sent me and him SD on BDs of Sonic X and Adventures? You know, if he didn't think it was worth it? No, he wouldn't have, but he did. The point is, there is a market out there for this. As I've said on many occasions, and others have said on many occasions, there's a market out there for SD on BD, there's a market out there, believe it or not, for SD on 4K, and people like Johnson and others that think alike like him need to wake up and realize that. You want to make some money? You want your companies to be profitable? That's the direction you go in. That's the direction you go in. You don't go backwards. Look, nothing against DVD. If you want to keep DVD around, that's fine. 
Okay? You want to keep it down, keep it around as an alternative, that's fine. You want to keep it around so that people have something to store their stuff on, a la computer? Or you want to keep it around because maybe eventually you'll bring back the DVD recorders? That's fine. That's fine. Go ahead. Keep it. You know, you want to keep it, you want to keep it around as an alternate, alter, uh, alternative, I should say, uh, option for people? Go ahead. You know, keep it around. That's fine. But don't come around and say that Blu-ray and 4K, especially SD on Blu-ray and 4K, is not worth it because it is. It is. And like I said in the previous video, I guarantee you Discotech is even considering that. They're considering it and others that probably are you know, looking at Discotech's success with SD on BD, you know, and going in that same direction. They're like, hey, maybe we should do 4K as well, SD on 4K. People are considering it, all right? They are considering it. So again, I do not, I do not get this mentality. I do not get it, and I'm hoping that mentality, you know, I'm hoping that mentality that Chris Johnson and people like him, I hope it gets stifled. I hope somebody in Encircle, in Mill Creek, at Alliance, you know, at Wild Brain, I'm hoping anybody that hears us out will talk to Chris Johnson and people like him and say, hey, first of all, you had no right being rude to our customers, and two, you should have at least given them a proper answer of, hey, we might consider it. You know, it might be an avenue we could explore. That would have been more appropriate than saying nobody's going to care. Now, I know some people might say, well, maybe Richard Anthony caught Chris Johnson on a bad day. Maybe he did. But that's still not an excuse. Bad day or not, you're not supposed to be, you know, that, you know, ignorant to your fans. You're not supposed to be that, you know, that rude to your customers, to your consumers, to your partners. So I'm hoping that with the emails that I put out there, the emails that I put out there, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, Wild Brain, Someone, someone in the higher-ups at Wild Brain, someone in the higher-ups of Encircle, Mill Creek, Alliance. I hope, I hope they hear us. I hope they see what's happening. And I pray they take care of this. And I'm hoping Discotech, because I even contacted them through the contact form, email and the message and everything. I hope they too realize, hey, we can help fix this. We could do better. Because you know what? The, the time for this arrogant overseeing and basically not caring attitude of, oh, that wouldn't work. Guess what? We have seen in the past several years, if not decade, that just when you say something won't work, it does. So hopefully that changes. But let me know what your thoughts are, guys. Comment down below. Live chat during the premiere. Like the video. And I am out.
You know, to follow up on that long little rant and also talking about the fact that I basically used every email contact that I could find that I feel will help out. And I even sent it, those email contacts, over to uh, Richard Anthony and even Jacob Berkeley of Sonic Satyam, you know, the complete, you know, Satyam historian, I should say, and even Zara Nizarak. You know, I, I forgot to mention something. You see, you know, when when the Shout Factory release came out, I, mean, I mentioned this, you know, in the in the audio. I said basically that when I put it on, when I first put it into the Funier Blu-ray, a Funier Blu-ray player that me and my mom have, which is connect, which we first, which when we first connected to our JVC HD, I mentioned in there, and again, I have phys, I have visual evidence of this. The picture quality looked great. It looked fresh. It looked new, if you will. And that's when we first got our HD TV. Now, over time, it probably is kind of changed a little bit. You know, maybe the quality is not as good as it used to be, but I guarantee you it'll still look better than what Encircle put out. But, with, but the other thing I said is when I got my 4K Blu-ray player and I got a 4K television a couple years ago, I put, one of the first discs I put in there was my Sonic Satam Shout Factory uh, release. And the picture quality looked better than even when I first put it on the JVC HD. It looked better than it's ever did, than I think it's ever looked, honestly. And true, this was a Q, uh, you know, a QLED, you know, this was a QLED uh, Samsung 4K television. Don't get me wrong. But it looked better than I think it's ever looked. Even when you use the HDR high dynamic range, it looked great. It looked great. Now, yes, as I mentioned, what's going on is basically the signal that's being transferred from the 4K Ultra Blu-ray player to the 4K television is, in a way, transferring and converting the signal to be 4K. It's not remastering the disc or anything like that. It's just transferring, you know, the quality. You know, it's just transferring the picture quality to make it seem like and look like it's 4K, and it looks great. It looks tremendous. But what I forgot to mention in there, and a lot of you guys know this, is I have, believe it or not, it's right here on YouTube as well. I have a DVD, a DVD I put together, and it took me numerous times to finally get it right. But I have a DVD that I've talked to you guys about where it comprises of the final four episodes of season two, which I dub as the Doomsday Saga or, or otherwise, because I put it together this way, the Doomsday Project movie. So, by, again, I, had, I did this on numerous occasions and finally I got it right, took my time, got it right, everything works, works and looks nice. And here's the thing. You would think, you would think, transferring it, you know, because the Shout Factory DVD is actually recordable. You could actually copy it, believe it or not, you know, onto another DVD if you have a DVD recorder or, or some kind of software. Anyway, anyway, the, uh, anyway, here's the thing, you know, I transferred it. Basically, I copied it, if you will, took my time, got it all right. 
And when I put that DVD into my 4K player, when I put that 4K, or put that into my 4K player on my 4K TV, guess what? That looked good. Yeah, that looked like it was new. That looked good. And I guarantee you, people that have seen it here on my YouTube channel, I think it's still here on my YouTube channel, people that have seen it, and people that have a copy of it that I sent it to, like Zara Nizarek, I guarantee you, they would agree that my Doomsday Project movie, you know, thing that I put together is a lot better quality than what Encircle put out. And that's saying something. That's saying something. And again, Wild Brain themselves, as I've mentioned before, are actually upgrading a lot of those shows to 1080p on the YouTube channels, the various YouTube channels, including Sonic. And they look great. They do. And this Project AI 4K person is doing the same thing in, in, in widescreen and 4x3. And they look good. Like, there's nothing lost. There's no blurriness. So, again, to follow up on what I said in the previous one, and maybe I'll attach this and it'll be all in one video. But the, the thing is, the thing is, for, for Chris Johnson to come out and say what he did, and others to kind of feel the same way, it's like, have you not watched YouTube thoroughly? Have you not, re have you not searched you know, some of the things that I've mentioned to see if maybe, you know, something like that is out there to give you a clue? Have you not seen the person that you're licensing the show from actually take their time and effort to clean it up and put it up to 1080p? Obviously not. Obviously not. But again, if my Doomsday Project thing could look good, even in regular 360p, if you are here on YouTube, and look good, you know, from a physical media perspective, then what's the problem? What's the problem? I don't see no problem. I don't. So for him to come out and say that is very condescending and very arrogant. It obviously shows that he does not, he and others like him, do not pay attention to, the, to what's going on in the here and the now. But anyway, that's all I wanted to say in this kind of follow-up or added, added on bonus, if you will. Let me know what your guys' thoughts are. How do you feel about this? And until next time, I'll talk to you all later.